Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. What's up, everybody? So, uh... I recently, I mean, you know, you know how we're like big YouTube people. Uh, we watch all the YouTubes, yeah. you know, all the creators. Uh-huh. No, so uh, they had like their award thingy. One of the things was like this, uh, this person won like this makeup award thing, right? Uh-huh. And everyone's like, what the fuck? How did she win? Why? Because they were going up against like, James Char Charles, I don't know, and then like Jeffree Star and like oh. someone else, right? And I guess all the other people are like really big like YouTubers, but yeah, she won, and everyone's like, "That's kind of off." It's like she's not as popular, and she hasn't uploaded a video in like three months. Really? And the last couple of videos that she uploaded weren't even makeup related, but that person won like makeup artist of the year or something like that and then like the person who won like creator of the year she won and everyone's like that seems like it i guess her winning makes more sense because it was like it was fan voted Uh all the other stuff was i guess in-house okay but like that and i think it's like it's like creator of the year and then like something else i can't remember they're like the top awards yeah they're but they're those are fan based uh-huh. i guess and they're saying that's why she won which i was like okay that makes sense because uh-huh. yeah we know engagement matters we know that sometimes you can have a million people follow you right yeah. but if you don't have five percent of those people you know interacting watching your stuff whatever then you're not even doing like you're basically no one because that's like um you could follow someone who does like a bunch of videos all the time who gets thousands like matt pat right like for game theory but like i watch this other guy who i know has way less but i'd rather watch his content more than him than um like game theory you know what i mean like because you're a hater no no you know you know i mean it's like just because like they they make better content than like he does sometimes But then I started thinking about movie awards. Maybe that's our middle ground. Maybe you do have the fan voting. And then the Academy voting. Yeah. Because you could still have your Academy trying to push. Well, did you see the teeth that he had? (laughs) But I was thinking like, what what if, right? This is a scenario. What if... Half the nominees were the were the academy, right? Saying, "Hey, this is why our here are nominees," and then the other half were popularity votes. That's a good way to balance it out because then at least you could tell because they already have ten, right? We get ten nominations. I mean, five and five is good because the five could be like. Oh, so then those people who are part of the Academy who want to be like, oh, well, Phantom Thread is the greatest film that ever was made. Have you not seen it? And then another person could be like, the fuck? <laughs> no, and they'd be like, because um, what, what else was nominated that year? Was that um, Shape of Water, I think, right? <clears throat> and that and someone else could be like, no, but Three Billboards or Shape of Water, like, they were actually really good movies. But you know what I mean? Like, okay, like, last year, like, I feel like Stupid Bohemian Rhapsody would have gotten nominated for popular anyways. But, like, Black Panther would have gotten, but, like, Infinity War would probably have gotten in there. So, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. Yeah. Because then you could, like, like, let's say, right, that happens. And the Academy does get their Phantom Thread in there. 
but then like it does overlap where it's like oh but then you also have your um shape of water but then we can also get our hereditary in there yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then that way that would be like okay because here are the movies that they say matter but here are the movies that the the popu the populace thinks that matters right then I think that'd be a better like down the middle of like okay, what is now the best? I you could say like, and then the voting I don't know. I feel like the voting would have to do something weird like that too. But see, I think I think at least with half of the the nominations being popular, coming from a popular vote, and then. Now forcing the academy to vote on these ten instead would um, no because no well the academy has been getting more they've been trying to get less old and white and, and male so I think it I think nowadays that would help because it would be like now you'd have to force these people to like watch like Endgame. Or, like, Rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like, something like that where it's like, oh, yeah, or us or something, right? Like, something that we that we know is, like, more than likely not going to get nominated for Best Picture. But it would force them to watch these movies and be like, well, you know what? These actually, that's, that actually was a really good one over Ford versus Ferrari or Marriage Story. You know what? I think I'll vote for that one. But then I could see the other side where they'd be like, they just ignore five of them and they only watch the five that they voted for. Yeah, see, I think, <laughs> I think that's where, yeah, because you, you're right. There could be a possibility where they're like, all right, well, here are these ten movies. I guess we have to watch, and it's like, oh, you know what? I, I, I don't think that the Us movie is that great, but yeah, I could definitely see how she should be, you know, nominated for best actress or she should win over blah 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 but i'm not saying it's the best movie but her performance in there it's funny too because like we're we're kind of seeing that right now not the scenario but like that idea that because um little women has had the problem of like men not watching it because they're thinking like well, this is just it's only for a tiny woman yeah it's just for women like this is a like this is a woman story it's like no, it's a story. It, like it shouldn't just because it's called Little Women doesn't mean that it's like just for women to watch. It's not like you know what I mean. Like no story ever says like it's specifically for this, unless it's something from like the far right where they're like specifically this is for us. It's like this is only if you hate like everyone except for older white men. Yeah, or um, the extreme left where they're like, oh, this is only for blah blah blah, and it's like. I know you're trying to come off as like uh, 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 what do you yeah. call it? a liberal soldier, but then you're excluding yeah. this, this, this. Yeah. Well, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Okay. It's only like extremes where that's the only time you can ever say because like you can sit there and watch anything. Like anything could be a movie for you. It's like uh, I don't know, but yeah, I I like that idea. I just I just think that there's a. There has to be a better way to congratulate, like, movies and say, like, hey, guys, this is the best movie for the year. Where I feel like no matter who you are, you kind of have to be like, yeah, I I can see what you mean. (coughs) Because even now we're looking back at, like, best pictures from, like, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. we, We do that thing where we're like, but was that the best picture that year? At the time, we thought it was, but, like, is it? And you look back and you're like, oh, what was also nominated? Oh, my God. Yeah. That didn't win? Yeah. You're like, oh, the movie that we still watch didn't win, but the movie that no one ever talks about won? Wow. Strange. Or even better, it's like something that wasn't even nominated. You're like, this movie came out that year and no one gave a shit? Yeah. Insane. What if instead of a winner, they did the best pictures? The best pictures of the year. I think that solves it. I think that helps with the best pictures. I I do like that idea, though, because this is a pat on the back. Yeah. So why, why instead of saying, like, this is the absolute best, why don't you say 
Here's our the best of the year. Here are your four or five best actresses in the lead, right? Then there's no, oh, well, she, oh, obviously it went to her. Oh, obviously it went to her. Then you could be like, oh, no, yeah, I get it because she's white and she's old and she she yelled, so she went. Yeah. Yeah, so she oh she had to oh she had to get of a get out of a bad relationship. So that means she oh I think I like that idea of a quote unquote award show because that is that feels more of like a this is this is us giving thanks to the the movies that we made this year as opposed to like well let's weed out the the weaklings and we could choose only one. Ooh, we could start. We could do. We could start our own. We could for, for next year. We could do our what is like the best pictures of last year instead. Right. We have people like uh, we because it still because it does still give you like, well, is this movie better than this movie? Like, are you gonna say, like, okay, you love Ford versus Ferrari, right? Yeah. Good movie, great yeah. acting, right? But is it a better film than The Lighthouse? Ooh, I don't think so. And especially if you had to put it against, like, let's say that got in there, right? Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, shit, The Lighthouse. I didn't put that in there. Yeah. So you're like, wait, The Lighthouse is definitely better than Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. But is The Lighthouse better than Midsummer? Yeah, see? And it, you still have to get into that mindset of, like, well, this is why we want to showcase the best of the year. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be the best performance, but some of the best performances. Yeah. Where you could say, well, this is this is why this is a best performance from uh, Lupita because look at what she was able to do, right? Yeah. But here's also the best performances from uh, somebody white. Oh, uh, what's her name? You played Judy. Uh, Renee, Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah, but you could say, oh, but look at Renee Zellweger. How oh, she played like. That this is like a biopic. Yeah, you know did you what I mean? see how many drugs she did to get into that role? There's two. That's two. Di- there's two different uh, roles and two different types of movies, but yet they're still really good. Yeah. Right. They don't have to be. This doesn't have to be better than this, but they're just as good. Yeah. I think. I think though. I think that idea for a award show is way better. Yeah. But, I mean, what do we know? This is the fucking news. Okay, so just recently, um, Orlando Jones, who played Mr. Nancy on American Gods, was fired from the third season. And so now, like, he hinted at it being, I think it's because he's black and they don't want, they don't, they don't want him on there anymore. And they're like, oh, well, we could just probably replace him with another one of you people. But then, um, he did like say something to like Neil Gaiman, like he he uh, no Neil Gaiman, like he didn't really come out and like support for him, but he didn't really like oppose it. So like Orlando Jones kind of did the same thing, but he did say like something where like it's like it's like it sounds like it's the the showrunner and not Neil Gaiman. I know another actor he stepped down from the show as well in, pro- in protest. I think from from him being fired. This is what he said. He's like, there will be no more Mr. Nancy. Don't let these motherfuckers tell you they love Mr. Nancy. They don't. I'm not going to name names, but the new season three showrunner is a Connecticut-born and Yale-educated, so he's very smart, and he thinks that Mr. Nancy's angry and gets shit done is the wrong message for black America. That's right. This white man sits in that decision-making chair, and I'm sure he has many black BFFs who are his advisors, who made it clear to him that they did not get rid of that angry god, Mr. Nancy. He'd start a Denmark Vesey uprising in this country. I mean, what else could it be? I don't know. What do you think? It is kind of a shocker because he was kind of a fan favorite. Uh-huh. Um, and the way that he worded the video is basically, it's weird how the one the one person that they fired is not only black but militant uh-huh. because the other guy in the show who's super militant, he seems fine. Well, what color is he? I mean, what race is he? 
<laughs> he's uh, Odin. Oh, okay, okay. But see, like, I don't know. It does seem like maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could also be like Orlando Jones is outspoken and yeah. something happened and they were like, uh, well, let's let's just move away from there. And I will say that the end of this season does give him a chance to go a different route. Really? It kind of ends with them going in a, a way where this next season, you could say it's like a filler, but it could be like completely different. Okay. How they see it. Could they not have fired him but said like, hey, you're not going to be in this next season, but be ready for like the one after? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it could it could be like that. But, because so far what they do is they've been co- going in and out of like these different gods. You don't have to see every single god yeah, but, every single episode. But the thing is like, did they need to fire him though? Like, That's what I'm saying. I... I I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't kill off his character. They didn't do, you know, they didn't do any of that. So it does make me feel like, oh, I don't know. And I think the other guy who left uh-huh. um, was, uh, he's he plays a djinn. Yeah. Which that also maybe is problematic because he also, I mean, I don't think he was necessarily gay. But the storyline they had in there were, you know, I mean, one's Jen, one's a guy, but either way. Yeah. And it's like, so you have this militant black guy and this gay Indian guy, and now they're both not in the show. And I do believe that this is a third showrunner, too. Oh, wow, really? So that also says a lot about, like, I think they just missed up with having this show on Stars. Oh, really? Yeah, because... I feel like everything's there. Uh-huh. I feel like they had everything there to make like this pretty epic show. And I do feel like for the most part, fans of the show really do like the show. But I think this could have easily been like a Amazon show, a Netflix show. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe even then you would have had something a lot better to kind of work with honestly i could see it as a, as an amazon show instead yeah i think as time goes on we'll find out more about it right maybe it, it does like like you said the way that he words it does make me feel like maybe there is something more there mm. because like i said the, the two people leaving the show they're not just oh well yeah that's the oh that plays that that plays that oh they play that it's like i get you know the gen guy he wasn't a big part of this season, but Mr. Nancy kind of was. They kind of ended it like in their little funeral home. That's kind of where a lot of the, I guess, even later half and most of the season took place. So it's weird that you took Mr. Nancy out of that. Oh. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it seems dumb. He was really good. A lot of people liked him. Um. Doctor Strange 2's director, Scott Derrickson, has um, hit out against release dates, um, describing them as the enemy of art. Um, And that's something that, obviously, we know Disney and Marvel likes to do, is they like to throw out all these release dates and say, hey, a movie's going to come out at this time. And then they fill in the slot later. Like, what movie's going to fill in right there, right? Very rarely do they change that, like, Unless something dramatic happens where, like, Endgame, where, <laughs> remember when, like, oh, it was supposed to come out in May, but then uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like, oh, like, can't it just come out earlier? And, like, it was, like, a whole publicity thing, but they moved up the, the, the date to the end of April. Or, like, um, Spider-Man coming in. Like, that's when they move, they shuffle things around to let Spider-Man come in. But, I mean, isn't this kind of like a occupational like hazard like you knew going in that marvel does this and disney does this where they're like hey this movie's gonna come out period they're, they're not gonna change the date just because you want more time to like get this like artistically down or even if you're like well i can't get this da- done within that time then they'd probably just be like okay well we know someone else who can like if you want it to be on it and direct this movie like 
you would that's what you would do right when i mean i understand like as like a filmmaker like understanding like like time crunches but at the same time like you're going in knowing that damn i have like a year to make this let's get started on this now like i don't know if to me that's kind of part of it is like understanding like oh shoot we need to get this done like let's let's do this thing what do we need to get done especially like marvel like it's like or Disney where it's like they're going to give you kind of like a blank check to kind of do whatever you want. Like you probably have to hit this and this and this, but anything else you're, you're probably given like full, like full reign to do kind of what like Taika Waititi did with Thor Ragnarok where he like for sure he had to do this, this and this, but everything in between he's like, yeah, you know what? I'll do my own thing. Um, because so Dr. Strange two is like aiming for May 7th um, release next year. And I I just think because it's like people have been debating this on like Twitter because there are people who are like siding with him, people who are um, on the uh, on um, like Disney side. Like people have been saying like, well, the firm release date for Extra First Class like helped that film, right? And then other people are arguing that like like Justice League and Alien Three, you know, like suffered from having like a firm release date. It does go both ways, but it's not them just saying, hey, here's a whole new thing you have to make up. You got a year to make it. It's Disney. It's Marvel. They they know, hey, these are the characters that are in there. This is the, this is the type of script we're working with. These are the locations that we have to get. This is this we're going to have to get, blah, blah, blah. I'm almost positive that there's probably about 40% of the work already done. There's probably yeah. people already working on CG stuff of like, yeah. Oh, well, we know that we're going to have to have this, this, and this. So this is the type of, we're going to have to have this scene. Let's maybe start working on it now so then we could plug in this green screen footage we're going to get from yeah. him in like three months. So in that sense, uh, you shouldn't be complaining because this is a, a well-oiled machine where all the cogs are supposed to be running together. Yeah. But if it was... If it was DC saying, oh, well, we're, we're going to want a Flash movie, oh, but not right now. But we're going to want one. Actually, we're going to do it right now. Actually, cancel that. Then I would get it because you're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. You're telling me that this is happening, but you're not giving me this time. But then you're saying I should work on it, but like, don't worry about it now. But then you want me to start shooting when? And I haven't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it because... There's very much a lot of inconsistency with that, right? I know I'm just saying that because DC has a horrible thing, but it's not just that. It's in general. Just if someone said, "Hey, yeah, so we have, so we hired you to make this movie. You have 12 months to do it, starting today." I get that, but that's not how it is. You're right. He signed on to it, knowing exactly what was going on, and I get it. Like, yeah, you know, oh, does this, 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 whatever. But doesn't mean that the movie can't turn out any good. Doesn't mean that it's killing. What does it say? He said it. That's killing art. Art. That's not true because you can still do this within the time frame if you allow yourself to do it. And and you want to know what <clears throat> on the flip side of that is ridiculous is there was a movie a long time ago called The Thief and the Cobbler that was I forgot the the guy who. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm so mad that I don't remember the guy's name. But, um, he he worked. He's been he was working on this film for years, right? Years and years. He had no deadline, right? And he saved up all of his money, and he he wanted to produce this grand masterpiece of a, of a like a animated film, and. And he could have put something out at any time. He kept going back and like being like, "Oh, well, no, no, no. This scrap that. Scrap this. Like this needs to be more perfect. Scrap that." And like, it's like, see, when you give someone unlimited time, I'm not saying that it's it was bad, but it's just like sometimes they do that thing where they're like, "Oh, well, this isn't perfect enough. Like, I need we need to reshoot it. We need to redo that. We let's do this." It's like sometimes some people require a, like a a time frame for them to get it done. Because that's just somehow how some people are. Some people are like like that, where they, they get a little bit more obsessed about things, where it's like, no, but we can do better with this. Because if they just were like, yeah, have this movie done soon, 
when would he when would they release it right it's like yeah. by the time they release it it's like oh this doesn't make sense to the story we're trying to tell now because now you're now it's like 2023 because you're like oh you wanted to take more time to like develop the story and then like the story changed because like these other movies were coming out at the same time so now the story has to shift it's like i understand but at the same time like it's like if it's like a tv show like i hate to say it but marvel's like like a tv show now if you decide to delay one episode because, you, oh, the, the director has to take more time to make it more of an art, like art, it's like, but then the story gets ahead and, like, that doesn't make sense to what you're doing. I I see the I see where he's coming at where it's like, yeah. oh, so you just want me to fill this slot so this movie could come out. And it's like, yeah, but if you have any directing chops like they're hoping you do, You'll still be you'll still be able to make it your own. You'll still be yeah. able to be like, oh hey, like him, like yeah, we said with Thor Ragnarok, that bitch literally came out of nowhere. Everyone fucking hated Thor. Literally, no one liked Thor. Yeah, almost except for me. And, I like Thor. And then that movie came out. And they're like, oh yeah, this is really good. I really like this. You know, Thor is really cool. And it's like, yeah, but it's because Taika Waititi was able to put himself in there mm. while still giving yeah right, still giving. Marvel, like, okay, well, we have to have Hulk in there. We have to tie in this, blah, blah, blah. We have to show this, like, whatever. Yeah, I get how that feels like it's it's cutting into your, like, your artistry. But at the same point, if you're really good, you make it work. He yeah. made it work. Yeah. You got to do it, too, or don't do it at all. I mean, we talk about it, too, with uh, what's-his-name in Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it just didn't work. We still got a great Ant Man, mm-hmm. whatever. So I don't know. I him in that situation, I feel like he's not fully understanding. Exactly. It's the most magical time of the year when traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. We found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. For storing what? Drill deeper. Bear the dynamite. You have a grave to rob. We have Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että... Meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up. Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, is a finished dark Christmas comedy showing us the true origins of Santa Claus himself. In the province of Lapland, a British science team has started excavating the top of a nearby mill. Curiosity drives two local boys, Peteri and Juso, to take a look. But when Peteri starts to give his theory on what's going on, Juso thinks he's being childish and they both go home. 
Once at home, Peter starts to do more research about the real Santa Claus. The next day, when his dad and him go to meet some reindeer herders, they only find two small runs, which leads the group to go check out further down where they come across hundreds of dead slaughtered reindeer. Taking a look at the dead, they all wonder how many wolves would have done this. When they spot a small tear in the fence near the excavation, P3's dad thinks it's the science team trying to sabotage the locals by letting in huge Russian wolves. But the boys know the truth. Since they're the ones who cut the fence so they could get a closer look, and P3 still thinks he knows the truth. The group makes their way up to the excavation site, but no one is there. Looking like the whole team just got up and left, P3 is outside taking a piss when he sees his dad's wolf trap has caught something. Yelling for his dad to come to go take a look at it and see what it is. But when his father sees something that isn't a wolf, he's quick to rush P3 back inside. With help, Peter's father brings in what was in the trap, a naked old man. At first, they think he's dead until they see him slightly breathing. Peter is caught looking in at what his dad is doing and runs away and is picked up by a police officer. Thinking the worst, his dad follows until they stop and the officer tells him of all the missing stuff around town. Leading to Peter to go check on Juso, who's missing and found a straw doll in his bed. When home, P3's dad tries to figure what to do with the old man, and P3 starts to call his friends on the phone, but is only met with their parents telling him that they aren't home or they haven't seen them around. After failed attempts and even having one of the herder's ears bitten off, P3 tells them it's Santa Claus and gives him his theory on what has happened at the mountain and what he thinks is going on. P3's dad then dresses the old man and calls the American scientist to let him know they have Santa and they agree on a place to meet. Once there, they show the scientist the man, but he tells them that that's not Santa, it's only one of his helpers. And as he's telling them not to behave badly, one of them says a curse word, bringing out a bunch of other Santa helpers as they attack. The group rushes into the hangar where they find a creepy sight. Something giant, frozen, surrounded by all the missing kids in burlap sacks, as well as all the heaters that have been missing in town. This is the real Santa. Trapped, Peter comes up with a plan that involves all the kids being left in the sack and they steal a helicopter. They pick up all the kids in a giant net with the helicopter as they start to fly back towards the reindeer fencing. Airborne, the helpers follow the kids as Peter's and Juso's dads start to drill into the ice and plant explosives. They cut it close as Peter is standing in the middle of the fencing. His dad sets off the explosives, killing Santa and leaving the helpers lost in a daze. Months later, we see the group cleaning the helpers, teaching them to be kind, and eventually shipping them off to become Santa. Rare exports. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this Finish movie. Not finished movie. Oh. Finish. Oh, it's finished. Okay. Um at first I was like, where is this movie going? Like this is kind of whatever. And then it started getting into things with like the them finding the um the older the old man who it turns out is like a helper. And I was like, huh. Interesting. Okay, keep going. And then like them replacing like the kids with the dolls and stuff. And I was like, well, that's kind of creepy. And then, you know, like these different things start adding up towards this and this. And I was like, well, that's kind of dumb if he's Santa Claus. Like that doesn't make any sense. But then when they, they throw the twist on you, it's like, oh no, he's not Santa. Like we got Santa in there. And it's like, oh, holy shit. (laughs) That's what I was like. You know what? This This is a pretty good one. This is actually, I like. I really liked it. Like, I thought it was good. Like, because they, they really make you think, like, that that the older, like, helper guy, like, the elf, is is Santa at first. And I was like, well, that's kind of, like, I, like, I honestly was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, that's where they're going. Like, they just dug But then you see more of them, and then you actually see what, like, Santa's supposed to be. It's like this, like, Krampus creature thing. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, I'm also kind of glad that they, like, he didn't break out and, like, they, like, have to kill Santa now. Like, 
I don't know. Like they did it in such a, a good way where it's like, yeah, I I like it, and I like that the the whole idea too is that like the rare exports act like had nothing to do with anything else until the very end when it's like, oh, it's it's because they export Santa Clauses. I don't know. I thought it was a, a really good Christmas horror comedy movie. Um, I think the only problem is that I had to sit there and read because why couldn't it be in English? Jeez. Instead, it had to be a make up language. Yeah, I really love this movie. Um, and when I decided to look it up more, I think I fell in love with the movie even more mm-hmm. because this was uh, like a few years in the making. Oh, really? These two guys had the idea. And they made the Rare Exports short. And when you look at, they made two. But when you look at the first one, the second one, and then this movie, it's like, how have I not seen more movies from these guys? Really? The short, the the short, just this little short that they made is fucking amazing. It's narrated. It's It basically shows them hunting. And then... The second one is more of like a like a promotion promotional slash caution DVD you get with the Santa, uh-huh. and it's showing you like what happens if you don't if you don't like properly like unload the Santa or you do all you know you do all this stuff. Oh, really? And it has the little boy and the the dad uh-huh. in that one. The dad's actually in the first one too. Now was in. 2002 was the first one. The second one was 2005. They didn't start filming this until like yeah, 2008, more- 2009. And then when you look at it and then you realize like they only made it with like a million dollars, I think. Nuh-uh. And then that a lot of the, so a lot of the stuff in there was like CG. And I was like, no way. That's what I was going to say, because, like, the CG actually doesn't look terrible. Like, it could have looked awful. Like, you like you see, like, uh, movies from The Asylum, and it's like, that's fucking fake. That's all, yeah. all that's fucking fake. But, like, no, this stuff looked pretty good. Like, have you told... Honestly, you telling me that is, like, I'm shocked. I'm very yeah, shocked. That's what I'm saying. Like, the more you look into it, it's like, they did all of this shit. Wow. <laughs> and it's like... God damn. And then the story itself is, yeah, it's really interesting because it, it like goes out of its way to say, oh, this is a story about Santa Claus. But the whole time I think you're supposed to look at it as like, yeah, there's something weird, but the little boy, I think the way that you're supposed to look at it is like the little boy, you're supposed to question little boy. Like it's not yeah. really Santa. It's something yeah. worse. Right. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a Krampus or something weird like that, yeah. right? And then it keeps going and it keeps going. And then, yeah, then they get to the old guy. Because then you think, like, you're thinking that when you see, when when you first see, like, quote-unquote Santa, you think he's going to be, like, this crazy demon guy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's just an old man. Because that's the way the story, like, it shows, it goes to great lengths to show you at the beginning, like, during the title sequences, like, Santa is something more than just, like, a normal person. Yeah. And, like, they point out specifically, like, the horns and stuff, right? And it's like, then you see that old guy and you're like, huh? The fuck? Yeah. But you know that there's something wrong. You yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, maybe it is Santa. And then, and then the cool thing, too, is they play everything super straight. Mm-hmm. When he tells them that, oh, it's Santa, they don't be like, Santa's not blah, blah, blah. This is Bob. They're like, huh, maybe that's true because none of this shit makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, they know from the get-go. They're like, he even says, like, he's like, there's something not right with this guy. Yeah. You know? And which makes sense because they trap this guy in, like, this wolf pit, and then he's butt naked. He's old as fuck. And when they think he's dead, they're like, oh, he's still breathing. Yeah. So it's like they know from the get-go that there's something wrong. Then when he tells them that it's Santa, they're like, I mean, I guess it could be something worse. So, like, I thought that was super cool. I also like the fact that the the evil in there was the American. <gasps> yeah. 
of course. And I was like, oh, yeah, because we're the bad guys. I forgot. Whoops. Well, it's funny because it's like, it's not just the Americans, but they're also on the side, or they're on oh, the man. Russian side. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And, that, and the that Russians makes... work with the British, too. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. that actually makes sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really like the movie. Yeah. It got better and better, and then when I got done watching, I was like, that's a really good movie. And then the more I researched it, I was like, damn, that's actually way cool. The fact that they had this whole lore set up before. This was supposed to be a prequel, technically. This movie was supposed to be a prequel? Yeah. <laughs> what? Nuh-uh. Yeah. So this, what's the what's So, the, so the, original, the original short, I guess, isn't canon anymore. But it's supposed to show the hunters gathering the the Santa Claus, quote unquote, the Santa oh. Clauses. Um, oh. And then, and then the second is supposed to be the second is canon because it's supposed to show them like, yeah, this is, like it's an instructional video. Yeah, said. like this is what happens if you don't. Like this is what they could do. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. And then this was supposed to be the prequel to show you how that all got set. How up. they caught, how the rare exports got to be. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That all that all makes sense. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It sounds like these, these these guys like they had an idea and they're like, "How do we make it like the best idea?" <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's and it's cool because. It's not like I'm not saying it's like the most original. Oh yeah, no scary but, Santa Claus thing. Yeah. But the way that they handle it was very original. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that all the old people are the quote unquote elves, wow. so I was like, actually, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, like in Krampus, how they're like actual little evil demon yeah. thingies. There's old guys. Yeah, which makes sense because compared to the size of they, the, they the are Santa elves. Claus. Yeah. yeah. See, the more you, the more you just look into it, it's like, huh. Also. The the son and the father are actually real son and father. Oh, really? That's his kid? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No. Like, but everything about this movie just kept adding up to get better and better and better. And, like, the best part about it is it's such an easy watch. Yeah. It's, like, an hour and, like, 20-something minutes. It, And it's cool because it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like it's dragging. It doesn't feel like it's it's too short. It's like it's imagine like if you just wanted to watch something really good, you watch it and it's like oh cool, oh well I still have a couple of minutes before I gotta leave. Like it, I don't know. It just everything about this movie just seemed to really work super super well. And then they went out of their way to 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 yeah to to look at the things and say, this is what we want to make. This is how we want to make it. How can we do it the best way possible? Because they only shot this thing in like five weeks, wow. seven weeks. But then they let the the they let all the the CGI people take like almost a year to do it. Because they're like, well, that we know that's gonna be the most difficult part. Yeah. Which is true because you're right, the CG parts totally look fine. Like they didn't take me out of it. They didn't make me feel like they don't. Oh, that's it's fake. it's not like Disney level special effects, but at the same time, it's like no. If if like you told me they spent like I don't know twenty million on this, I'd be like yeah, because most of that went to um, special effects, right? But it's like the fact that it's like you spent what one million. That's ridiculous because like it, the the graphics actually like for what the graphics are like. They look pretty good. And it just goes to show you, it's like, is that just an American thing then that we have to spend so much money on special effects? Is that, oh, it is? Oh, it's just because we like, we're, we're a capitalist society and we have to spend so much money on, on things because we don't guarantee like basic human rights things to people. Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, it's, it's, it's super cool because it's like, you look at all that stuff with the budget, the whatever. Then you look at like some of the um, concept art too, and it's like, yeah, they made exactly that. <laughs> like they they knew exactly what they wanted to make, then they made it, and and like every part of like even the the soundtrack, they're like, no, we want to have an original like 
orchestra soundtrack. And it's like, that's some, sometimes people be like, well, that's money being spent for no reason. It's like, no, but it's, it's the whole movie. Yeah. This no. makes up the whole movie. Yeah. So like them saying like, we're going to spend money on the CG. We're going to spend, we're going to spend money, you know, making these, these, uh, are um, staging these scenes. We're going to make, we're going to spend money on this, this, uh, soundtrack. Like all of this stuff came together and it's like crazy because then I think I also read something where it's like the guy said like Sharknado spent more money making their movie or something like that. And it's like, and look at those two compared, which yeah. is true. Like you look at something like Sharknado yeah. and it just looks dumb. It looks exactly how you imagine it. You look this and it's like, this looks like a legit film. It's shot really well. Like the, that's what I'm saying. Um, one thing that I think it's easy to kind of just forget is the cinematography in this was super great. And yeah. because the thing is, the cinematography has always been great. When you look at the 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 first short, the second short, this, it's like this you when you're watching all this stuff together, all you see is like an idea wanting to be made. And it's kind of crazy how they actually did it. It took a it took them a couple of years. And it took us a couple of years to watch it. Yeah. Which is crazy, but I don't know. I I love this movie. This movie is awesome. It was totally worth it. And I do, like, I, I think I told you, I saw a review, quote-unquote a review. The guy's like, I don't want to give too much away, but it is a Christmas story about Santa. Yeah. Watch it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I think this is, this is one of those ones where I'd, if in more recent years, like, you want to watch, like, horror films for Christmas? Like, we... We're, I think we're doing kind of with this year where we're letting horror spill from Halloween into like Christmas. Um, I think this one along with like Krampus would be like the perfect ones to put on because it gives you like that, that perfect, like Krampus I think takes it more to like a demonic level than anything. But this is like a good, like, I don't know. It's like a, it's quieter, but at the same time, like not so much. That's what I think that America, American audiences miss a lot of times with, foreign films is that foreign films don't necessarily follow the same structure that we do with the three act structure. And sometimes they, they do things where it's like, wait, why would that happen in a film? It's like, Oh, you mean that's realistic or, Oh, that's actually what would happen in this case. But like, you could tell with this film too. It's like, I bet if you watched any other like film in, like from fin Finland, you'd get a sense of like, Something is a little different. It still has that Hollywood structure, but it's it's a little bit different. It's that's what it felt like to me. It's like it didn't have to hit so many beats because it was like I understood like oh this isn't an American film from the get go, and that's what I like too. Is like I love that I can watch a film and it doesn't it doesn't have to do like this like oh like the whole thing about like them not believing the kid, but then they they do start believe like they kind of believe him. After a certain point, it's like, I feel like if this was made in, like, like here in America, it wouldn't be till the very end when they start believing him. Like, what? No, this isn't um, Santa. Like, even when he says it's Santa and they understand something's wrong, they're like, yeah, maybe he's right. Also, it does, yeah, at the end, it kind of, it's funny that, they're the ones selling Christmas now, technically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we talk about, like, hidden gems and stuff like that. And I think this is the epitome of a hidden gem. It's a foreign film that I'd never heard of until, like, last year. And then not only is it, like, it's not, I'm not, it's not even one of those movies where it's like, well, it's one of those, like, underground, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's just a movie that existed that, you know, didn't really catch wind, like, like that's what's crazy too is that if this actually got picked up by some sort of uh, American um, studio and and help it bring it over here because I guess it played in one theater here and then they brought it back because everyone's like oh well people liked it so then they brought it back to like a couple dozen so it didn't really make that much money here. But it did make like 
four million. I yes, guess. it was enough to get more than its um its budget. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It's just it's one of those movies where it's like it's so easy to watch and enjoy yeah. and like, and it's I don't know. It, and it is a Christmas movie. Like it's yeah. not a horror film. Takes place in Chris around Christmas. No, it's a Christmas movie that just happens to have horror elements. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. It's I really like it. I'm so glad I finally saw it. Yeah, sucks that we were almost ten years late. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I can't blame us. We're Westerners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that this movie. Super good. Two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Backed really hard. Yeah. Okay, so for today's segment, because by the time this comes out, it's going to be closer to Christmas. Um, I thought we have a jolly time just talking about some of our favorite movies to watch during Christmas. Or TV shows. Like, is there is there anything... Or is there like a special that comes on each year, like a like a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that comes on that you're like, oh, I gotta watch that? Or like, is there like a a movie that you're like, oh, if I don't watch this, it's not Christmas? Because uh, let's see, one for me that always, or one that stands out to me is always like a a good Christmas one to watch is Hook. I know I, for some reason people hate that movie, but I love that movie. Um, it's the one where Peter Pan's all grown up and he has to go back and. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is uh, is is Captain Hook, and he has to save his kids. That one's always fun. I like it. Uh, I remember being a little kid and it always playing around like Thanksgiving and like Christmas. And I mean, I think it does happen during. I think there's a part where it happens during Christmas. To me, that always was like a, a Christmas movie. But I, there's like the one part with all like the the food that always like stuck out to me. I was like, oh yeah, like I wish that. I could just like have that like crazy like colored like spread of food that they have, um, but yeah, that that that's one all that I've always been like, ooh yeah, I gotta watch that around Christmas. If I don't, sometimes it's a little disappointing, but like it's not necessarily one where it's like, oh, I have to watch that. But it is a good one. Elf <laughs> is a movie that from from the first time I saw it, I was like, I, f- I love this movie, and then for I don't know. It like it's weird because it's one of those movies that you watch now and like it definitely has aged. Yeah, but it it's aged fine. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's like oh yeah no I could watch it now or in a million years. I'm like no I can tell it's from you know years and years ago. Yeah, but it doesn't take away from the movie that much. Like it doesn't make me feel like oh well this is a early two thousands movie. Oh I can't watch that. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> like it doesn't. It doesn't feel. I don't know how to explain it. It just doesn't feel like 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 dated, like a uh, like a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or something like that. <laughs> it's like I want to watch that old ass movie with those old or ass like people. A, like a, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Oh, it's so old, gosh! It's one of the best Christmas movies of all time. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, I've never been one of those guys. I've never been someone who's like, well, okay, it's Christmas time, so we got to watch. Yeah, it's a wonderful life, and we got to watch this. And it's like, uh, no, I'm okay. Like, I do like movies that take place in Christmas and Christmas movies, but really I think Alpha is the only one that I like actually like to sit down and watch and enjoy because it's like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie, but it's like a good Christmas movie. It's the best Christmas movie, probably. One that we talked about on here already, um, Krampus. Krampus is a good one to watch around Christmas. But that movie's pretty good. We reviewed it on here last year for Christmas. Um, I just love that, like, what was his name? Michael Michael Doherty? He got to do another film, and then he got to t- do his take on Krampus. I think it was during that time when, like, everyone was trying to do a Krampus movie. <laughs> but I think he actually did like a a good one instead of just being like I mean it's not necessarily the greatest I think he, he could have done it a little bit better but for what we got it was still like great like 
I just, I mean, the, the whole idea that he did was pretty good, like that they're kind of like stuck in this kind of loop and stuff. But yeah, I mean, for what it is, I really like Krampus. I think that's one movie that I feel like going forward, like I'd be like, oh yeah, I gotta watch Krampus. Or I don't know if it's necessarily I gotta watch Krampus, but it's like, oh shoot, it's like Christmas time. Oh yeah, let's watch Krampus. I will say though that uh, I do like, yes, I think most of the time it isn't. Oh, it's Christmas time. I gotta watch this. Um, I feel like that's more Halloween than anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Halloween. Like, gotta put on something scary. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas is, it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, I do like holiday movies and stuff like that. But one, like, thing in particular is like, I watch, I like watching the Simpsons Christmas episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, like I can say, yeah, it's the same thing with, the. Treehouse of Horror stuff, but just yeah. just in general, like the Christmas episodes, I really like. Um, that's always something like, especially when uh, when they started putting the shit online with the FX, it was easy just to go through and be like, oh, well, here's a Christmas ep- or playlist and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's partially because like growing up with it, you know, and then now it's like. Or old enough where I could just sit here and enjoy it. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those scenes where it's like, this is Christmas to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watching like the toy company comes into the school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's literally like the thing we quote the most. Yeah. Right? Yes. And like, sometimes you forget where it's from, but it's like, oh like, no. Yeah. It's like, bring your own, t- bring your own favorite toy. In. Oh, tomorrow's bring a, a toy, your favorite toy in school day. Oh, that's good. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, just just that. I really like that. Like, to me, that's more Christmas than anything. Um, One that I like that it came on, I mean, a while now, I guess. But ever since then, like, I, I'll go out of my way to find it um, and watch it is the Chowder Christmas special. It's called Hey Hey It's Kanishmas, but um, just because that one episode and it's into itself is like hilarious because I feel like it gets a little wacky or than normal. Like there's like like some of the jokes are just a little bit more. Like there's one time where <clears throat> where he's talking to Chowder and then like he's he looks at him and he because he's talking about how how much he's like growing up and stuff and it's like an older version of Chowder, and then he's like. Well, you you've grown up so fast this year, and then like the camera pans and there's Chowder, and it's like some random other guy yeah. that just happens to look like him, and he walks out of the, the like the frame, and it's just like see, it's like things that are like that that it just is kind of like the epitome of like what Chowder was, and that shows just like like for me was always so like good, like I love it, um, but yeah, like I always try and watch that. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what I think. I think I do. I think in general, I like a lot of those, like Christmas specials. Yeah. Like the, sometimes they'll do like a, like a like a SpongeBob or something where they'll do uh-huh. like a, a multi episode Christmas special. Or, yeah. You know what I mean, because um, like I I I mean I like cartoons, mm-hmm. and what's better than when they give you Christmas episode cartoons? So I feel like they do that stuff more than they do like. Um, like a Halloween one or something like that. Halloween yeah. one might get like a, a passing, but Christmas I feel is always, at least for a majority of people, it's like the epitome of the holidays. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, th- I think that's same. It's like, I like those kind of holiday specials and stuff like that. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I've seen like the Rudolph stuff. My mom likes watching that stuff too. And I remember like them keep trying to sell you that, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer cartoon. It's like, I don't want to fucking watch that. <laughs> I think I watched it once when I was a kid. And I'm yeah, like, I think this I is good it. enough. I watched it once. Then and I then did. they keep trying to show it every year. And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, I can see, I see that because that's. I think that's how it is with me where like any Halloween special that comes on, it's like when, when I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I got to watch that. But if it was like a Christmas one, it was like, I mean, I'll watch it. It's not necessarily, like, something that I have to go out of my way to watch. But, like, if it's on, it's on. But, like, Halloween was more. I think that's why I like Halloween. 
It just goes to show that I liked Halloween more because I'd go out of my way to like watch the Halloween episodes. Um, yeah, because I've never been someone that's like, we're going to watch Christmas Vacation because, oh, you know, it's it's that time of year. And it's like, uh, I'm okay. You never I've had seen a, it before. You never had to like, watch, you're like, oh, I got to watch um, Home Alone. Or I got to, uh, like now nowadays people are like, well, we got to watch Die Hard because it's like, that's a Christmas movie. It's like, yeah, it's my, it's my, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Because it's part of Christmas. So it's, Even it's though Christmas someone movie. just pointed that out like a couple years ago and you never watched it until now? Um, I've, I've always liked Die Hard. I didn't say that. I said as a Christmas movie. Yeah, no, I've, I've never really been, you know, someone who's like, oh, well, we got to put this movie. Like, I've seen all the Santa Claus movies. Mm. Um, I've seen, like, the typical Christmas, you know, movies. Like, like the random ones that come out, like, every couple years. It's yeah. Like, Christmas with the Cranks or something like that. that like, I'll watch those. <laughs> yeah. I have no problem watching those. Yeah. They're just not like my, Go-to. oh, gotta watch every year, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I can I, see that. I will say maybe The Grinch. That's but, a pretty good one. Yeah, but that and the Elf are really like <laughs> the only two like. Not even like Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Which is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is a Christmas we, movie. We have said on here before, it's a Christmas movie. And for those people out there who are like, no, it's a Halloween movie, it's, it's, it's not. It's ambiguous. It could be either or. Saying, well, it's no, not, it it's, takes place on it Christmas. Takes place, yeah. He's literally. They, they're literally ending Halloween. Yeah. And they're, they're getting ready for next Halloween. And he's the one who sabotages it by celebrating Christmas instead. Because yeah. he's like. <clears throat> I've convert. I'm converting everyone to Christianity, and that's what right. That's what the whole movie's about. Oh yeah, they're going from paganism to Christianity, and they find out that it's nothing but a commercial. So that's why they convert back to Halloween. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I've never really been that type of you know must watch guy, but yeah, I, I do say I think cartoons are really my go to. Yeah. Cartoons in general are my go-to. Mm-hmm. So, happy holidays. I guess. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not one of those like. Um, you have to watch. Was it a Christmas story? Yeah, you have um, to watch that every year. Which that one? I remember being a kid and we would watch that on Christmas because they they played it like once, and that was it. And then after a while, that movie just evolved to where they're like. 24 hours, and then they're like, <coughs> 48 hours, and then they're 72 hours. It's like, why? Why do we need a, a whole marathon of like this one movie over and over again? Like, it's the greatest Christmas movie of all time. It's it's a good it's one. It's literally it, called Christmas Movie. It's called A Christmas Story. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. that. I, the, yeah, those things that the It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And, uh-uh. All that stuff. They never really. I'm not one of those guys who like. Well, yeah, you have to watch it. Like, I mean, your family's definitely more white than mine, so yeah. I can see them like, "Dumb, it's Christmas. We have to watch our Christmas movies." No, no. I think that's more of a, a boomer thing where they're like, because my mom's the one who actually like, has to say, "Is it like your mom?" Yeah, my mom's more the type of person who's like, "Oh, we gotta watch." Ooh, she listens to Christmas music now. Like as soon as it yeah. started on the radio, she starts listening. To Same it. thing with my mom. Like I said, she'll she'll record anything that's like Rudolph yeah. or, or the Snow White. If, if it's on, they'll put on like Christmas. As soon as it was Thanksgiving. No, it was the day. It was when we had our like Thanksgiving party. Um, my mom put on Christmas with the Cranks. It was like, why? Why do we need to watch this right now? I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that this movie is like, well, no, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a ridiculous yeah. movie. Right. But you're right, though. It could be. A, it could be like a boomer thing. I think. I think it's more them than us because, like, like I said, like there isn't anything that I have to like. Oh, I have to watch The Grinch, or I have to watch. Um, what's what's the one uh, Christmas Vacation? I think that's more of like a yeah, like a Boomers and um, Generation X. I think they do that a lot too, where they're like, oh yeah, we have to, and it's like, no, 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 no. But until then, guys, we'll say <laughs> Happy Holidays and thank no, you for it's listening. Merry Christmas. 
Happy holidays. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, we'll say we appreciate you listening. And if you guys want to follow us on any of your streaming services, mm. give that a go so yeah. you get the the episode right away. Yeah. Um, like I said, we are on Spotify now, mm-hmm. so please head over to Spotify. We're on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. Um, Apple. Basically everything now, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, except music. SoundCloud, but whatever. Yeah, but SoundCloud's fucking stupid. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, give us a follow on all that stuff, and you know we'll try to post. And if we don't post, it'll automatically go up. So no matter what, you're gonna get the episode. One hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And let us know what's your favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, or do you hate Christmas? Yeah. Or do you love hate Christmas? Yeah, like, oh, I hate it so much, but I love that I hate it. Oh, God. Have you seen Rare Exports? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say most likely not. (laughs) But if you have, let us know. And if you haven't, let us know if it's something you'll want to watch. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. It's definitely worth watching. It is. Um. Uh, and yeah, let us know how excited you are for Star Wars. It is coming up. Yeah, we'll have you, a special episode on that. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you hate it because you're a true Star Wars fan? Yeah. Do you love it because you're a true Star Wars fan, or do you hate it because you're a true Star Wars fan? <laughs> Just let us know. We are going to be having a special episode on that, so don't Woo. worry. That's coming. Woo. And yeah, guys, till then, as always, remember, it's not that bad. It's not that bad.